Up Katie Cast. With me today are uh, Christopher Bailey, Stockdick Junior High Assistant Principal, Dr. Jake LeBlanc, the principal at Katie Junior High, and uh, this is Mark McCord at uh, Stockdick Junior High, the principal, and we have a special guest today, uh, and that is our superintendent of schools here in KDISD, Dr. Hint. Uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you. So we are today digging into the topic of connecting with the community through telling our story. Uh, this is a really powerful, uh, important idea that uh, we want to dig into. We all have communities that we want to connect to. Uh, a classroom teacher wants to connect to that community within her classroom or his classroom. Uh, myself, as a principal, I want to connect with my learning community, whether that's my staff or my parents. Uh, and of course, uh, Dr. Hint has the uh, the role of connecting with a much larger community in this very large school district, and it grows every single day. Uh, but we thought we would bring him in because he is, in my opinion, a master of the narrative. He has, has been very, um, I don't know how to say this, but he's just sort of rocked the district with the, the way he uses video, uh, the way he reaches out to the community. Uh, and I, I just thought we'd bring him in here and let him add his voice to this. And so I'm going to start off just kind of thinking about, you know, what we used to think was great communication and connection with the community. You know, we'd, uh, we have a, a website up, right, a district website, and we would connect documents. And so, uh, you know, if a parent were uh, really motivated, they could reach out and they could, you know, click on the website and get in there and maybe look at, at uh, some documents and, uh, and be motivated in that way and, and read. Uh, but we've kind of shifted in in that way. We've shifted away from that. You know, they say a, a picture is worth a thousand words. Uh, if that's if that's the case, then uh, I would say that a video must be worth a million. Uh, and I and I think that's something that you're very masterful at. So uh, let's just kick off the conversation a little bit about um, the ways we connect with our communities. Uh, and it may be through the written word. It may be through uh, pictures. Uh, I think about the the power of infographics right now, or another thing. You know, rather than finding information all in a uh, you know a two page ten font document, uh, we are shifting to uh, infographics that can put a lot of information uh, that's easy to see and understand in a very short, uh, easy to uh, read format. So lots of things that we could talk about today. Let's get that conversation going. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thanks for the kudos there, Mark. But, uh, you know, fortunately, I've got some really good staff and uh, they've worked extremely hard to uh, bring a vision that I, I've always had. You know, we ask our teachers to differentiate what they do in the classroom not just one mode of delivery, lecture-based, et cetera. And uh, I'm a firm believer we have to do the same in how we uh, reach out to our community. But more so than just reach out, I think in public education, we have to market what we do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we get in a position where we're always on the, uh, don't want to say defensive, but we're always uh, receiving information, and then we have to counter mm -hmm. So uh, getting our message out there short, simple, to the point is extremely important. Yes, written is important, but I also believe that a 60, 90 second uh, video distribution to folks so that they have a visual uh, is extremely important. And again, uh, just delivering different ways of communicating with our folks. You know, we were talking about this before we turned the button on that, uh, We've got folks that uh, they're Facebook. We have folks that like to read mm -hmm. uh, the written word per se. And then there are those that enjoy those short, simple videos. And with social media, you can reach out to 
77,581 kids <laughs> as of last Friday, wow. uh, parents, but then they can force that information out through their various means of communication, and it hits a far mm-hmm. greater population of folks. So, uh, yes, it's, it's one of the focuses that we've had as a school district, as a school board, uh, to get out there. Also, folks want to see who you are mm-hmm. so that when you get out into the community, they know who you are, and uh, I'm a firm believer that we have to put ourselves right out there with, with where the people are. Well, I, th- I think you do a great job of that, Dr. Hint, and I'm, as you're talking about that, it makes me think of, you know, kind of the old way of communicating was a passive way. You know, we put a website out and tell people to uh, to go to the website, you know, so they, uh, what we were putting uh, was in one central location, we were expecting people to go there to retrieve the information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what we're moving to is a more active way, and, and you know, time and social media space are both at a premium, mm-hmm. right? And and to get our attention as a parent uh, is is difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, we're we're going in so many different directions, and so how we get that message out uh, in those mediums that people are in, like you said before, uh, you know, the millennials, uh, you know, are in uh, Sna- Snapchat <laughs> and they're in Twitter and they're in uh, those spaces and and um, the uh, the the veterans the veterans that's a good word i was trying to stay away from the word old the uh the mature uh generations are you know more into facebook if if they're in those worlds but how we pump those out and put it in front of people Mm -hmm. as opposed to making them go to those sites uh is is certainly a game changer and and Mm -hmm. it changes how we communicate and and what we do to to um to connect with the with the community and one of the other things that i would like to point out that wasn't specifically said uh, but this is also another way of building relationships with com- your community. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Hint's from Katy, but it's been a while since he's been back to Katy, and there's a lot of brand-new folks that don't mm-hmm. know your history. Mm-hmm. And it's always good to, you know, it's, it's just like a good classroom teacher. She's going to get to know her kids. She's human. He or she is mm-hmm. human. They need to know him or her just like he or she needs to know them. So that, I think, helps with the relationship building. And one of the critical uh, points that's been brought up ad nauseum uh, by Joe Sanfilippo, Tony Sananis, and they're very, it's a very astute mm-hmm. point that they're making. If we don't tell our story, mm-hmm. somebody else is going to tell it for us. Absolutely. And yep. it's typically not the correct, necessarily the most accurate story. So it's best that we tell them uh, what we're doing and, and how we're doing it and, and just be very transparent. And certainly, Dr. Hint, transparency is your middle name. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, I think that's a huge strength that you have and it's, and it's, it makes life a whole lot easier on everybody who works, works for you and works with you. So certainly appreciate that. Uh, but there've been obviously a, a couple of big things come up here in KDISD. Uh, obviously we had to deal with Harvey. Uh, we've got a bond because as had been mentioned previously by yourself and I think brother Mark alluded to it, they're coming, kids are coming, whether we build for them or not. Uh, but if you would just kind of take a little bit of time to hit on those two topics. Yeah. You know, we, we went through something that very few school districts go through or, or very few families or individuals go through. We had roughly 48 to 52 inches of rain that fell on us over a four day period of time. Of course, you guys know we had two start dates this year. We started school on August 16th. We shut the doors on August 25th. We anticipated a hurricane that turned into a tropical storm and 
for the first time in Weathercaster's history, they were right in my book. In that <laughs> they were right. They yeah. brought it up, yep. did the loop, and came right down or, mm-hmm. or up the Gulf Coast and sat on top of Houston for four days. But what made Katy different than most school districts and areas is that not only did the storm sit on us, but because we back up to both Barker and the, the mm-hmm. uh, Attics Reservoir, uh, when the rain stopped and the sun came out, the water kept rising because of the release of water. Um, it, it was a trying time, I know, especially, you know, uh, Brother Jake here experienced flooding in his home. I know your parents did, too. Yes. And uh, I don't think any of us can understand what that's like and, right. unless you're actually, uh, you know, it's you. And so we can true. do the best we can. But, you know, I, I was very proud of this district and, and the way that we, we rise to the, to the unfortunate occasion. You know, there's an old saying that in crisis you find out who your leaders are. And we have a ton of leaders in KDISD because we did things organically, and I don't want to belabor them, but, you know, as far as shelters and reaching out to folks and bus drivers going out into the community. And then even when we brought the teachers back, we did the day of service day that we got out there. And, uh, you know, to the best of our ability as a school district, helped our community and those in need like yourself, Jake. Uh, But, uh, you know, it's easy for us to forget also. Mm -hmm. And as we were talking about, we've got Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up and it's going to be a different um, you know, time for folks this year than in the past. And we need to be uh, cognizant of this and make sure that we're still doing the things that we can. But, you know, to get back to the social media presence, during that time is a perfect example of why Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, you know, website posts are important because the mail wasn't being delivered, right, right. you know, and although I'm a firm believer, you need to read, you need to write, but we also need to keep up with uh, where are our kids today and the kids that were in our schools, uh, you know, five years ago are now teachers in our schools yeah. and they yeah. are a different population of folks, social media, immediate information is the expectation. So I'm real proud of the district and how we reached out to folks with various means of communication. We did the written format, but we also did the video format because we could reach out, you could get it on Twitter, you could push it out via email, etc. to get the message out there. And let me tell you the power of of media. Mm -hmm. Uh, We put out a Twitter post, Facebook post, and a video of needs at the shelter, mm-hmm. and we were overwhelmed. Right. I mean, yeah. within within an hour, we had <laughs> 10 times the amount we needed. Mm-hmm. Cars were lined up, and that's the power of, of what I'm talking about, how quick and, and it can happen uh, within seconds. So You and I were out on the street turning cars away because yeah, we had too yeah, much stuff. Yeah, but, but we were turning them away and telling to the them to come shelters. back. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I love that you brought up this uh, this idea of uh, of modeling differentiation um, and really recognizing that there's a there's a place for all these different types of communication. You know, certainly not trying to downplay the importance of of the website and that sort of archiving of important documents and the in the way you know when people want to dig and find these different things. Yep. Uh, it's such a powerful thing to to have that, mm-hmm. but complementing it with all the other things that we're doing uh, and reaching out. So I think you did a great job of 
of really making that connection because I think a lot of times folks just want to always evolve into the next thing, forgetting that there's still value in the thing that came before. Mm-hmm. But you might have to, uh, you know, kind of target that a little bit differently than you, you initially did. So uh, I think that evolution of how we archive information, I know that uh, that our our instructional support center uh, also took on water and, uh, sure and you know it, it kind of cleaned house out there with the paper documents and speaking of archiving right uh, <laughs> I know that you, you made a comment about that as well oh yeah absolutely and one of the things that I would also like to add as being someone who is displaced and things will certainly as you said Dr. Hemp be a little bit different for us these next couple of holidays coming up but one of the things that Dr. Hint did that he did not have to do uh, that he, he needs credit for doing is allowing those who were impacted and were affected to have days off during the month of September, uh, just to take care of business. And, mm-hmm. uh, speaking as someone who was, uh, taken away out of my neighborhood in a boat, mm-hmm. uh, with my dog and my wife and my son, uh, that doesn't seem like a big deal perhaps to a lot of people, but for someone who, who lived it, uh, I, I just want to thank you because it allowed me the opportunity to kind of be a principal, but be a, be a dad, be a husband, uh, and, and be there for my family. So that's, that's, we, we appreciate the heck out of that. And I know I'm not speaking just for myself. Yeah. Well, it, it was the right thing to do. You know, I learned a long time ago, if, uh, all of us are, are, you know, leaders in, in our own way, but you got to take care of your people. You know, that's something that I've taken with me in every job that I've ever had. You take care of the folks that are taking care of you, you know, and we've got a great workforce here, a little bit more than 10,000 folks in this district. And, you know, the needs of our employees and our superstar staff vary. Right. And, um, you know, I wish we could do more. Uh, We're working hard to do more. but, uh, you know, any opportunity we get that we can we can take care of the folks, I think we should. Well, I just think it's a basically if anybody were to look at what happened in, in our area, uh, it would serve as a perfect model for how to respond and react to mm-hmm. similar disasters. Because, you know, you watch the news, you see what's right. going on in the world throughout the country. It's, it's sometimes embarrassing to see the way people react to certain mm-hmm. situations. Uh, but... Anybody and everybody I've spoken with relative to our situation has nothing but very positive things to say about how we've done this. Even the military that were staying in Katy High School Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. were blown away uh, by, I guess, the service that we provided as they were trying to help get us back on course uh, and help us through this this awful process, but, uh, and that, that, that starts at the top. That starts with you, Dr. Hint. That's, that's leadership. Uh, and it's, it's, it, it was, like I said, I can't reinforce enough how grateful I am. Mm-hmm. And I know I don't speak for myself, but, uh, it was, uh, made a lot easier by the way people wow. responded. And we've got generous people in Katie. I mean, it, that there's no, no two ways about it. Well, I, I want to speak to the, the challenges of, of communication during those kind of events. I know uh, when I've had just crisis at the school level and a much smaller community that I'm trying to connect with, uh, I can uh, be working with my, my staff and really making those decisions in the moment uh, and moving forward. And I, and I know that we're making progress, but uh, sometimes I struggle to connect with the rest of the community in the middle of that, you know, and so... What I was very impressed with was not only the, the line of decision-making that, that happened, 
uh, behind the scenes and the collaborative way you made those decisions because I know there were lots of agencies involved. Uh, but the communication that flowed uh, throughout that process was just it just blew me away because I, I think about the you know it's a relatively small scope of my school community compared to the district, although it's not really a small scope uh, relative to most people's organizations. Uh, but, but the fact that, that we were able to you were able to be agile with your communication throughout that process was really something that uh, was just amazing. Oh. I appreciate it. And, uh, again, though, y'all say y'all, you, it, it took a team. There were a lot of right. folks, you know, during that whole process, I was in communication with the board of trustees. They mm-hmm. have their avenues of communication as well. And uh, it was a team effort. You know, we, we did, like I said earlier, we did it organically. How many mm-hmm. times are you going to go through something like this? Uh, and we quickly, we quickly realized in the beginning that our, our, our focus has to be on communication. Folks have to know where we're at, what's going on. And let's face it, I mean, let's talk about numbers here. 15,000 students were impacted. 2,600 employees were impacted. And let me define impacted. Impacted means that their homes flooded or they came from a neighborhood that was a mandatory evacuation a neighborhood that maybe their neighbor or the folks across the streets homes flooded, mm-hmm. but theirs didn't. Mm-hmm. But they had the uh, the trash piles and all those things that that were occurring in some of our neighborhoods. Um, you know that's impacted, and that that right. can that can play a huge uh, part in folks' lives. Mm-hmm. And and I know Jake can speak to it more so than anybody else. But uh, as I uh, you know went out and viewed some of these neighborhoods. I was I was shocked at the devastation, but at the same time, I was extremely concerned with the neighborhoods like mine that didn't flood at all, mm-hmm. and folks didn't have a clue what was going on in some other areas of our 181 square miles of a school district. Mm-hmm. So I think we needed to get that visual out there. That's why you saw some of the videos from the neighborhoods, because I wanted them to see this. What the news showed didn't really impact us. It wasn't until we showed video of neighborhoods that we were familiar that with. That we know. Yeah. That we know yeah. that, that, that uh, folks understood the impact. Well, unlike some other districts, KDISD didn't miss a beat in terms of enrolling kids through, through all of this, did we? No. Um, 81 yeah. more kids showed up when we opened our doors on <laughs> September 11th than when we shut the doors uh, on yes. August 25th. So, uh, so they're still coming, and, uh, and you know, we got to put, put these kids in buildings. And, and so we do have a bond coming up, and I know some of our, our uh, listenership is interested in that bond. So can you go through a little bit of that with us and, and what the needs are in our district post-Harvey? Because uh, that certainly plays a role here uh, in this bond election, and um, and beyond what the what the needs were before Harvey as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, we opened our doors August sixteenth. As all of you know, even prior to that, all of spring last year, we went through a process with a community uh, committee that came together to. Uh, work with the district to put a bond package in place mm-hmm. as the second fastest growing school district in the state of Texas. Yes, the kids are coming and we have to put the kids somewhere. Uh, started school August 16th, school board on August 21st called for a $609 million bond election. Then the storm hit and we went through, you know, the crisis of Harvey. Uh, when we got back in school, we recognized that the needs of the district have not changed. Right. Uh, for a matter of fact, you know, we were still faced with the needs of the district before Harvey, but now we're faced with the needs of the district post-Harvey. Right. 
Uh, and uh, uh, we wanted to take a delicate approach, though. You know, uh, I recognized early that the typical bond campaign uh, couldn't couldn't be that way mm-hmm. this time. Uh, folks uh, were having to stand in line to get their mail, so I made the choice not to put those glossy flyers in people's mailboxes. Sure. I encouraged any pro pack or even any oppositional pack to spend their time and monetary resources on donating to the Harvey Fund because I yeah. thought that would be. Uh, better mm-hmm. used uh, as far as monetary resources. Uh, but, you know, what the bond has is six new schools. You've got three new schools on the northwest quadrant of the school district. Mark, you're sitting in a brand new school that's serving uh, new students for the most part to KDISD, yes, new sir. neighborhoods. We've got Payto High School that just opened, Bryan Elementary School. Uh, this bond has six new schools, three on the mm-hmm. northwest side, two elementaries, a junior high, and then uh, three on the southwest quadrant of the school district. You've got a high school, a junior high, and an elementary school. Uh, but I'll tell you what's most pleasing to me is um, we're not a young district anymore. When mm-hmm. I grew up in Katy and graduated Taylor High School in 1983, there were a little less than 10,000 kids in the district. Two high schools, mm-hmm. Taylor just opened up. Uh, you had two junior highs and I believe four elementary schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, look at the numbers today, 77,581 as of uh, two Fridays ago, I think. I apologize. Uh, but uh, And that number, you know, changes daily. But most important to me was that we have older campuses. And I want to make sure that a student that enters a school that's 30 years old may not be the same structure, but has mm-hmm. the same aesthetically pleasing environment sure. and the same resources of a student that walks into a brand new school. So we've got 61 uh, renovation, component replacement, new roofs, HVAC. Mm-hmm. I- I'll tell you this, in the public school business or any school business, you better make sure that AC works. If you want want teachers and staff to rebel, it's when that AC is not working. So we've got a lot of component replacement AC work and things in this bond, but 91% of the bond, 609 million is to six new schools and renovations, some type of work at 61 campuses district wide. Uh, the remaining balance of 9% is in safety and security upgrades. Mm-hmm. You never can be safe enough in the public schools. Right, right. And then you've got some uh, technology infrastructure, making sure that our students have access, immediate access to uh, the, the media components that we have in a school district. And that's really it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very simple bond. Uh, but I understand, you know, uh, bonds are something that you have to get out and utilize all resources to communicate. Uh, the disadvantage that I think school districts are in, once the school board calls for a bond, you can't advocate mm-hmm. for a yes or a no vote. All you can do is share the facts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we've done about as good a job as we possibly can sharing the facts. And I would encourage all of our listeners to, to go to our website mm-hmm. or ask mm-hmm. any of our principals, uh, what are the facts? And I think if they look at the facts, uh, they can uh, they can make a well informed decision. And tying tying the the bond back into this this topic of communication, I, I've really enjoyed the kind of the social media spread of of the the civic duty of voting. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and mm-hmm. that's been a big push of yours. And uh, and I, I think that's really cool. I, I like to see that that that's uh, that's on display for our. Mm-hmm 
our uh, our students because there's there's no question that the younger generation is is not getting out to vote as much mm-hmm. um, and and uh, and and bringing that to, to light in this opportunity and every time that that we have uh, that opportunity to vote I think is a really cool thing and utilizing the social media component to to share that with our community has been has been fun absolutely let me you guys heard me say this since day one the old social studies teacher in me. You know, uh, we live in a country that we have the freedom to cast our vote, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I, I'll tell you, uh, how you vote's not not my biggest concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, my biggest concern is that we get people to the polls. And yeah. that's why we did. Uh, it actually started before the, the most recent uh, school board seat election. Mm-hmm. You know, I want folks to, to recognize this is your constitutional right. There yes. are a lot of folks in this world that don't have yeah. this right. Let's take advantage of it and let's start working on uh, developing a culture of voting in KDISD because uh, it's important. I know it's important to all of us. It's important to me. And I think we need to model our civic duty to our students, and uh, I think our staff has really rise to the occasion. I'm looking across this table right now and looking at an "I Voted" sticker. Here's another "I Voted" sticker. I mean, it's a uh, uh, and, and yeah, we use social media to to create a platform that made it fun for staff, and it also. Uh, just as much as our staff is looking at social media, I promise you, our kids are Absolutely. too. Yeah. yeah, and that's the learning that that they get from it. So I, I, um, and I think about that is uh, that you know the role of the leader. Uh, you, you have that one vote, right? I mean, because you and you're going to exercise your vote. But the the systems that we create to bring attention to things, it's really our role. That's how we mm-hmm. uh, we uh, maximize and we have impact. And so. Uh, whether that's a hashtag so that we can celebrate it and you know you're uh, you're going in there and you're uh, you're you're favoriting those things and you're retweeting them and uh, and it builds a certain level of momentum and it's you know Dr. Hint's paying attention to this you know it's, it matters to him and so uh, and, and it becomes something that matters to, to everyone and so the the one thing that I also think about we've been talking a lot about communication uh, one of the things that is really notable uh, under your leadership is the way that you bring uh, voice into the, the conversation, uh, whether that's through a, a bond uh, that we have. Uh, how many community members did you say? And, uh, it was 114. 114. And there were uh, some staff members, yeah. including yourself. Yeah, yeah. right. Like the, in the strategic uh, plan that right. we worked through, that we design had about process. We there. Uh, you yeah. know, I mean, students, uh, parents, uh, staff members, uh, clergy. I mean, just, uh, just people from all pieces and parts of the community coming together uh, to have that conversation um, is such an important thing. You know, I think we're thinking about connecting with the community and how do we tell the story, but the front part of that story that's so important is to get all the people at the table uh, so that they don't just have the buy-in, they actually have ownership because their voice is in that process. So how do you, I mean, how do you do that? I mean, how do you work toward, you know, how do you figure out who goes where? Uh, you know, <laughs> what students do I invite? You know, what... Uh, what people do I involve? Because yeah. there, there's a lot of great folks out there. So I'm curious about that process yeah. as I try to model it at my area too, in my community. Absolutely. Well, I've always been a believer. It's not my district. It's not our district. It's all of our district. And that includes parents, kids, students, all the groups you talked about. You know, we just solicit those individuals. Uh, I've got school board members that have their constituents that uh, they make recommendations. And then we solicit folks through a survey. Would you like to participate? 
And, uh, you know, that's how we select that group. I, I wanted to make sure that we didn't have overlap. We had a totally different 114 mm-hmm. bond folks that, that worked with the bond versus the strategic plan. But if we don't reach out and seek the input of our community, mm-hmm. we're doomed, yeah. all right, yeah. because uh, they are who can make or break us. And uh, I say, say that very firmly. Uh, mm-hmm. They really can. So we have to have a collective voice of individuals to, to let us know where they want the direction of this school district to go. Where, where is it that we want to be? And that's what the strategic plan did. Now, all of those actions in the strategic plan are not for sure. Those are reporting mechanisms. Mm-hmm. So it, we can determine, you know, is it something that we need to do or we want to do? Uh, but I'm encouraged by it. You know, I've, I've said this before, and I won't get into the b- biblical aspect, but, you know, where there is no vision, man will perish. Mm-hmm. And I recognized early that we needed a little bit more vision in KDISD. Uh, we needed direction. Uh, otherwise, we're going to have, we're going to take, you know, uh, lots of information is going to come in. But if we could have a roadmap of where we want to be in three to five years, that would work best for us. And that's where we're at right now. Uh, you know, Harvey put a little wrinkle in it because uh, you, right. we had to, you know, put Step our back. attention there. But, uh, you know, uh, hopefully, and they're all interrelated. You know, the bond, the strategic plan, all that we're doing is related. And uh, I just look forward to uh, working the plan. Mm-hmm. And I would just, there's a few points I'd like to make. In terms of the voting and the really just kind of uh, bringing attention to that, Dr. Hint, uh I'm sure you're going to go by percentages uh, instead of just numbers when it comes to who wins that contest because we're all very competitive. Uh, Which contest? Oh, yeah. the schools? Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know what? It's I don't amazing. have as many people as Seven Lakes I, I, High School. I said in an okay. email to you guys that I know you're competitive, but I did not realize how competitive <laughs> just, our schools just, just are. Just use percentages. That's yeah, all I'm asking. We just want to win. Okay. Absolutely. Exactly. You bet. The, the other thing I would like to mention is I was honored to sit on this most recent bond committee, and it, it was a fascinating process it was my first uh bond committee uh involvement uh thoroughly enjoyed the process uh it was very streamlined uh and it was very interesting to hear from so many different people relative to exactly what what this whole uh process is like and what it's about and and it's about preparing for our future Mm -hmm. And, and we all know that uh and then i would also like to mention we benefited from the 2014 bond at my campus. We're not a brand new campus. We're 22 years old and I've got a state of the art. It's hard shop. to believe. I remember when the junior high was on. Oh yeah. On the K- yeah. Good gosh. Yeah, well, that was before my, a little bit before my time, but, uh, anyway, it's just amazing. I've got a world-class shop at a junior high, uh, my home ec department for lack of the appropriate new terms for shop and home ec, uh, is awesome. Family and consumer science. Family and consumer Thank you, Dr. <laughs> Appreciate that, brother. All right. Uh, also, we have a large group instruction uh, area that we, we didn't have before, which has already proven itself highly valuable. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the safety and security renovations in our front office. Because as you mentioned, Dr. Hinton, as we all know, can you ever be safe enough? That's right. Uh, so we, you know, certainly I appreciated being on that committee and certainly have benefited just like everybody else in the district at one point or another from bonds. And, and, and again, as you indicated, Dr. Hint, we can't say go vote for the bond, uh, but absolutely get informed, get out there and vote because 2,500 to 3,000 3, students are going to be here next year, new students, whether we like it or not. We love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just have to be prepared for that. 
Yeah. Uh, and here's a number. Uh, I, I remember, I don't remember it exactly, but the 2014 bond passed. There were 70,000, a little more than 70,000 kids in the school district. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we are three years mm-hmm. later. And we're at 77,500 plus students. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, the growth is coming. We're 60 to 65% built out. What makes Katie unique is that you've got a very vast amount of land on the northwest quadrant. And you still have pockets of mm-hmm. development on the southwest quadrant. They're, they're far apart, but the folks are coming. And right. uh, you're experiencing mm-hmm. that right now. Absolutely. Mark Pato's experiencing that. Uh, we've got a long-term facilities plan in KDISD, and uh, that plan calls for the, the or, or plans for the growth of the district, but also plans for, and again, I want to stress this, the renovation to make sure that our kids have the same opportunities mm-hmm. no matter what campus mm-hmm. they go to, that, a 22-year-old that, campus equity, that or a brand new. That, the parity mm-hmm. and equity is extremely important. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very much appreciated. Right. Very good. Well, I uh, want to thank you for uh, for coming in today, Dr. Hint. You know, one of the things that um, I read from John Maxwell was that this idea of the law of connection, that before you uh, ask for someone's help or their hand, uh, you touch their heart. And I, I think that uh, of all the things I see you model, your authenticity, and you're just a real uh, person, you're a straight talker, uh, but you do that. You uh, let people see you as a person. You speak from your heart and from your values. Uh, and I, I think that that's a great model for us. And, you know, I'm, I'm greatly challenged by your ability to communicate. And I know you give all your credit to your team. Uh, but, you know, if you got to take some blame, sometimes you get to take a little credit, too. Right. I always uh, say if it's yeah. good, it's right. the board and the yeah. team. If it's bad, yeah. that's what uh, falls on my shoulders. Uh, again, that's a, a great model. That's that's kind of how we do that. But, uh, you know, kudos to you and uh, certainly. Uh, happy to grow under your leadership and appreciate your time today as we uh, we close out this. So uh, we are happy that you joined us here at Lead Up Katie Cast. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or iTunes. And you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, Dr. Hint is at, at Katie, I-S-D-S-U-P-T, uh, at Sticks Bailey, at Dr. underscore Jake LeBlanc, and I am at Mark McCord 10. Thank you for joining us today.